You're listening to the 5-Minute Friday podcast episode of The Aligned Self. This is your host, Daniel Janovi. Okay, 5-Minute Friday, a short and concise podcast episode of The Aligned Self designed to leave you with a question, an idea, a strategy, a tip, a hack in order to give you greater access to your conscious awareness, evolving your conscious awareness, or give you greater mastery over your mind. Hello, friend, and welcome into this 5-Minute Friday. Yesterday, I had an experience that uh, inspired me for today's topic. It's actually a topic that, or an idea that I took on more consciously, oh, probably 25 years ago. I realized that I was lacking this, and it has made a profound difference, profound (laughs) difference. Well, yesterday I had a meeting in Dallas. Along with me, I took my son. He was my consultant on the video side of it. He's a videographer and cameraman, and I needed someone to at least give some professional perspective on live streaming an event. I was asked to help co-create an event, a live event, a symposium of like-minded individuals since I just did this, uh, the spiritual adventure, the online summit. So I had some experience in the area when a month prior, I had no experience. It simply started with an idea and I thought to myself, well, how hard could it be? And since you're listening to this, this is actually going to be a question that you can ask yourself. If you're anticipating or thinking about doing anything out in the world and you've seen somebody else do it, anybody else do it, you can ask the question, just how hard can it be? If they can do it, then I can do it. But that's not really what this episode is about. It was actually about dinner afterwards. I took my son out for dinner. We went to Olive Garden. He wanted Italian. And the only Italian place I knew that was nearby was Olive Garden. So we made our way there, and once we arrived in the parking lot, I thought, oh no, this place is packed. I thought so because the parking lot was full. It was hardly a place to park. Well, we did find a place. We left the car there, and we walked to the front door. Once inside, there were just two people waiting for their table, We walked up to the hostess desk. My son said, I'm going to run to the bathroom. I said, fine. And then I turned to the hostess and told her, we're going to need a table for two. She asked me, what name do you want it under? And I said, Daniel. And then she said, it's going to be about five to ten minutes. Now, in my head, I thought, oh, this place was packed. We're going to have to wait a long time. And I was actually relieved that it was only going to be five to ten minutes. But when she said it'll only be five to ten minutes... With a smile, I looked at her with a deadpan face, and I said, that's simply ridiculous. And I think the answer shocked her. Her eyes got big as saucers, and she felt suddenly uneasy. And then I smiled, and I started laughing. I couldn't contain myself. I was being sarcastic. I was being facetious. But in that moment, she took me seriously. And then I I continued to laugh for the next five minutes, mainly because of her response. I didn't realize. I I thought it would come and go. But 
I was in the moment. I was full of mirth. And I said, that's ridiculous. As if it was a big deal to wait five minutes. And I told her, don't worry about it. I think I got more out of that joke than you did. Well, I sat down and waited for my son. And as he comes up, she comes over to us and said, we can seat you right away in the bar. And I asked her, can I get breadsticks there? Breadsticks and salad. And she thought, well, yes, you can. I said, well, then the bar's fine. And then she proceeded to lead us to a table. As we were sitting down, I turned and thanked her for not allowing me to wait another five minutes. It's like, oh my God, I don't know if I could have stood it. And she smiled. We then proceeded to have a lot of fun with the bartender, who was our server. We joked with him, and he had a lot of fun. He got a good tip, and even that was part of the joke. But I won't go into the details there. I just want to talk about the ability to take a humorous perspective on life. Are you funny? Can you be humorous? Can you find the humor in any situation? Now, I don't know if now, I don't know if you're like me, but many years ago, I used to think that being funny, being able to tell jokes, finding the humor in things was a natural ability, something you were born with. But then I realized that it was a skill. I was listening to Jerry Seinfeld, and he talked about how he would craft jokes. He would write jokes, hundreds of jokes a day. He actually had deconstructed the different elements of a joke and what makes something funny. And then he would create a program, and then he would go out and practice, practice where there weren't a lot of people. He'd go to a hole-in-the-wall comedy stage and then practice his material. He would take notes on what landed funny, the timing, what had potential, what did not have potential, and he was just looking to cross things off his list. Well, this episode's not about telling jokes. It's about adopting an attitude of humor. The attitude that you could be funny, that you could take on a humorous perspective on life. Can you find the humor in tragedy? My friend, that can make all the difference in your experience of life. About six months ago, we bought a new oven. But about three days ago, I was cooking a gluten-free frozen pizza in the oven. I'd picked up a couple at Costco, which is a huge retail store here in the United States. But I, I wanted to try these gluten-free pizzas, and I was hankering for a pizza. Well, my wife did not want me to put the pizza on the tray, and I was going to put it on a baking sheet, but she wanted to line the bottom of the oven with foil. And my my parent, and frankly, I didn't think too much of it. I actually thought it might have been a good idea to put the foil, the tin foil, on the bottom of the oven to catch any drippings. Because my parents had done that. It's I grew up with that. Well, after a little bit, we actually began smelling and a foul smell. The foil was actually starting to melt on the bottom of the oven. Now, aluminum melts at about 600 degrees. And at first, I didn't think it was a real problem because I was only baking the pizza at 450 degrees. And if you live with Celsius, you'll just have to do the calculations. But lo and behold, it was melting to the bottom. Well, you know, I didn't even consider the fact that the in this new oven, the elements are actually underneath the bottom of the oven. And so that bottom gets really hot. So I open up the oven, I pull the pizzas out, put them aside, and we start pulling that foil off the bottom of the oven. But lo and behold, it's sticking. It's sticking to the bottom. 
And after pulling as much as we could out of the oven, there was still an awful lot that was stuck to the bottom of the oven. And my wife was upset. She was upset with herself. She was like, I'm so stupid. No, she's not. But she was in a thinking, I just ruined our brand new oven. And I said, I don't think it's ruined, but it might not look as good after we get it off. And as with most things, I went to YouTube. I figured we couldn't have been the first ones to do this. And I found a video right away, how to remove melted foil from the bottom of your oven. And I said to my wife, good news. She said, what? This video on how to remove the foil from the bottom of an oven has 35,000 views. And the one right next to it has 60,000 views. I said, so obviously, we're not the first ones to do this. In an instant, I saw my wife's dread and worry erase from her face, and she began to take a lighter tone. So I, I guess we'll just have to put a little elbow grease in getting it off. And I'll just end the story here. I did get it all off. It wasn't necessarily easy, but we'll never be doing that again. And incidentally, those gluten-free pizzas are really good. So humor is a perspective. It's not taking yourself too seriously. It's not taking life too seriously. It's looking at life as a play of consciousness, an engagement with other people on the planet. And there's a certain amount of comedy in that. And great comedians can find the funny in the ordinary. Ordinary everyday experiences, they can extract and get us to laugh. They can give us a perspective that is offbeat. It's a tangent. It's so, it juxtaposes it in a way where we just laugh at it. And so how can you bring more humor in your life? Well, first, teach yourself a joke. If you hear a funny joke, memorize it. I think everyone should have one good joke in their back pocket. The other is start listening to funny people. Today, you can find comedy all over YouTube. You can find it on Netflix. There's on HBO. You can watch at any given moment some great comedians. And you can begin studying what makes things funny. What makes you laugh? The other is to take on a perspective of a friend of mine. Many years ago, we were traveling across the country, and through a series of events, our plans got derailed fast. It went from bad to worse to even badder. And uh, he said, in five years from now, we're going to be laughing about this. And that made me smile. And then I began to think about it, and I said, why wait? It's pretty funny. It's hilarious. When you look at the tragedy of it and how bad things are getting screwed up here, this could be a really funny movie. And then right after that shift of perspective, we began engaging with the people around us and actually got to meet some really cool people, had some great conversations, had a lot of laughs. We were all telling jokes after a while. The other day, my son walked into the kitchen where I already was and said, you want to hear something funny? <laughs> I said, yes. And he said, oh, forget it. That was a whole lot funnier than what I was going to say. So before I let you go, I want to tell you a little story about John. John had a long day at work, and he could not wait just to sit down in front of the television and watch something mindless and drink a beer. Well, he had just sat down and got comfortable when he heard a knock at the door. He walked to the door, opened it up, 
and no one was there. He looked to the right, looked to the left, even leaned out the door to see if anyone was around the corner. Didn't see anyone, but as he was closing the door, he looked down and saw a large snail on the front step. Well, he just bent down, picked it up, and tossed it into the yard, and closed the door and went back inside, thinking to himself, that was weird. Well, what's interesting, about three years later, again, John was in front of the television getting ready to open up a beer, and again, he heard a knock at the door. He goes and opens up the door. He didn't see anybody. He looked to the right, looked to the left, stuck his head out, looked around the corner. Again, nobody was there. And just before he shut the door, he looked down and saw the snail. And the snail said, what the hell was that about? (laughs) Well, that's it. That's my joke. Everyone needs at least one joke that they can tell. So memorize One joke, one joke that you enjoy, and then test it. And sometimes you get the groaners. I have plenty of dad jokes. I have plenty of jokes in my back pocket. But that's the one I have the most fun telling. Until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel DeNovi. Have as much fun as possible. See the humor in everything. Following your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner-directed. As you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 